Atomic! Hello everyone and welcome to the finale of Atomic Shark. Or maybe you consider it the finally, as in finally, they're done with this shit. I am your host, Tyler, and joining me is our resident ape whisperer, Justin. Welcome back, dude. I'm convinced this is the same ape from that 2005 movie. Uh, it exploded back then, remember? Uh, Doesn't matter. They reused the same model. It looks like 2005 trash. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, we're not alone for this uh, finale, uh, because joining us is our fearless leader, the o the owner of Chargeshot.com and all its subsidiaries, and also the res resident monster hunter of the site, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy. Welcome to the show, my dude. Gonna murder you both. <laughs> I already know where Tyler lives. I'm gonna find you, Justin. I'm just gonna murder you for... I want I want my hour and a half back so, uh, so worry. bad. Don't worry, you have at least 30 minutes to vent your frustrations here. So yeah, uh, this is it. The last monster movie recently shout out by the one movie company that never heard of Pepto-Bismol, The Asylum. The recent mockbuster to siphon off the success of the highly anticipated Godzilla vs. Kong. This is aptly named Ape vs. Monster, and it features two creatures we talked about in the beginning of the series. Well, sort of. Uh, they share names but they're not the exact same creatures from Kingdom of the Lost World or Monster. In fact, the whole reason we started Atomic Shark in the first place uh, was to prepare for this movie, an idea born of Justin's curiosity and my willingness to talk about bad monster movies and my friends. <laughs> so here we are now at the end, ready to smack talk this poopy movie so we can replicate the ending to Of Mice and Men and give the show a merciful death. So, let's go on to the statistics, shall we? I have the Wikipedia page pulled up here. Alright, so this is Ape vs. Monster, released on April 30th, 2021, barely a month after Godzilla vs. Kong started streaming on HBO Max. So take uh, note, we have watched 12 movies, and the idea was born, like, April. So yeah. Yeah. It's been 12 weeks since that movie released, and... I now realize what a mistake we made. But it's our mistake, and we shall own to it until the end. So yeah, A vs. Monster, directed by Daniel Lusco, written by George Michael Phillips, produced by David Michael Latt and Paul Bates, starring Eric Roberts, who is not reprising his role from the previous movie, Ariana Scott, Rudy Benz, Sir Gregory Salonis, and R.J. <laughs> Wagner, uh... Produced and distributed by The Asylum, with a runtime of 88 minutes. So yeah, what a finale this is, eh? Like, this isn't even trying to not hide the fact that this is a ripoff of Godzilla vs. Kong. And not even a ripoff! <laughs> it's barely a ripoff! What are you talking about? Oh, I will man. say it does a few interesting things, but it does nothing with those interesting things, and I'm probably the only one that's going to have anything positive to say about this movie. Because you're insane! Yeah, you're probably right about that. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that it's not an entire trash fire like a few of these have been. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, um, we'll get into our full thoughts as I go into the synopsis here. Uh, let's get into it. So the film starts with the shuttle piece crashing from space, and an ape-like creature pops out of it. 
A group of scientists and Eric Roberts conclude that it was a Soviet <laughs> Union shuttle launched during the space race of the Cold War. The lead scientist, Linda Murphy, and a bunch of troops investigate the crash site in New Mexico and come face to face with the terrible CGI ape who magically grew 15 feet overnight. I want to add two things real quick. Um, one, I actually thought the backstory for the, for the monkey was kind of neat. Like, I don't, I don't know if Project LB was a real thing. Um, I didn't care to look it up, but they do tend to surprisingly know their science. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Um, but I like the way it kind of ties into like the, you know, American Russian relations with the space race and all. Um, like it feels like something that could have actually happened. And and then like weird alien technology like with the ape and all like that's where it gets dumb, but yeah. the idea of like this chimp being lost in space for forty years and then crash landing and then going to investigate it like I was actually kind of intrigued to where that was going to go. The way the way you describe that, I'm pretty sure is most likely the plot for Space Chimps, but I'm pretty sure that movie's way better than this. So yeah. I mean, at least comparable. Um, and then also one of the army guys was wearing jeans and it really bothered me. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> it was probably casual Friday. Who knows? <sighs> he was on an official military mission wearing jeans. Listen, man. I got no rebuttal for that. <laughs> yeah, he was also the first one that died. So that's what you get, Dr. Jeans. Dr. Jeans. Jean Grey. Jean <laughs> So yeah, uh, Linda is saved by a Russian soldier named Eva and discovered the Nickelodeon slime that caused the ape's growth. The ape, named Abraham, is captured and sedated in a Russian laboratory, and a single soldier investigates the shuttle only to find the giant lizard monster roaming around. Linda hypothesizes more of the goop that spread in the vicinity of the shuttle crash and mutated one of the residential creatures. She and her team investigate where this new monster has been attacking, and even her science team discovered the ooze is an alien subspecies that dies out after exposure to the Earth's atmosphere. They choose to inject it into Abraham to preserve the alien substance. I'm sure there's no negative repercussions to that decision at all. Also, this is this part is clearly a ripoff of Rampage, not yeah. uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. So, there. Yeah, and it also states in the Wikipedia article that mm-hmm. there are some elements of Rampage in this movie and not just Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. So we got two ripoffs for the price of one. Isn't that lovely? Linda and her group are impeded by Notzilla, who lazily throws a train car at them, and they're forced to travel on foot. Eva attacks the creature with a hind D, but it burrows underground and gets away. Meanwhile, Abraham breaks out of the lab in a fit of aggression and heads to Beaverton, Virginia. Which I'm pretty sure is a real place, but Beaverton sounds fake. It is real. Um, okay. So one thing that bothered me about this whole, like, you know, Godzilla knockoff creature is that, like, monkey plus alien goo equals bigger monkey. Gila hey, monster man. plus alien goo equals god Gila? Like, that, it's... god Gila. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> he becomes, like, a completely different monster. Yeah, um, now, that you, now that you mention that uh, the physiology of Godzilla wakes, makes way more sense in comparison, right? Uh, if you think about it. Especially in Shin Godzilla's case, where it's literally just a, a dopey-looking lizard creature with googly eyes turning into the god of everything. 
Yeah, and like everyone seems to automatically know that this is a giant Gila monster. Like, even though it looks nothing like the original creature. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of people have uh, didn't skip that biology lesson. Like a lot, I probably would have mistaken this as, "Oh, look, it's a giant dinosaur." Nope, giant Gila monster. What are you stupid? I don't know. I just I I, I would need us to uh, refer to it as Godzilla from now on. Nice. I was gonna call it Notzilla, but yours is better. So Linda and Eva share information with Eric Roberts in Washington, D.C., and they argue that Abraham should be preserved and not killed. Not so much Godzilla, because fuck him, apparently. So they elect to find Abraham before the military and try to, re- and try to reverse his growth. During the search, Eva spills the beans about injecting the rest of that goop into Abraham, leading to discourse between her and Linda. A platoon of soldiers hunts down the ape, but it literally tears them apart. Like, it's not even funny. Okay, it is kind of funny. No, still. it's not funny. It's awful looking. <laughs> it's horrible. There's the one <laughs> shot where it's like 90% monkey on screen, and he's like basically ripping a guy in half, Like, but you're only seeing it from behind the monkey's back. So the entirety of the guy is is hidden. Like, they, just, they didn't want to deal with the effect, so they're like, eh, slap a monkey JPEG on screen. Yep, return to monkey effects, apparently. So, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Linda and the figureheads at the Pentagon learned that Gogila is chasing down Abraham, a la Bugs Bunny traveling underground. Linda also declares that the monsters are being controlled by an alien mothership via remote control. For some fucking reason! <laughs> For no reason at all! Aliens! We gotta put aliens in the air! Fuck you! Sorry! <laughs> This was well, actually, I, mean, I thought this was going to be a really cool thing. This is the time where I was like, oh, that's a unique twist. Like, if you want to make them fight, you know, I guess have, like, the aliens, like, control them to make them fight. And then I'm like, wait, why? Like, th- you have to give me an explanation for why the aliens are controlling them and making them fight. But then, like, the, the military tries to go back and forth on the on the reasoning, and they're like, well, they want to destabilize the, the government so they can take over, and it's like, but they're, they have this technology to create giant creatures, and they could just destroy everything. Like, they're just trying to hurt the stock market? Like, what it... <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that one Simpsons Halloween special where the two aliens pose as the presidential candidates at the time. And just try to become the United the United States president, and they just end up slave, enslaving humanity in the end anyway. It's like, what sense does that make? Yeah, like it's very low stakes for an alien invasion. Yeah. They're just like up in space, like clearly visible, like they're not hiding, but they're having some monsters do their uh, unclear, dirty work for them. I guess it. Yeah, it was one of those cool ideas that they didn't do anything with, and it made no sense. Yeah. And it's not even that original idea, because, Ben, you can attest to this, uh, this alien-controlling monsters thing, uh, is that not the plot to Invasion of Astro Monster? It's a, it's a, it's a plot to, like, a lot of Godzilla movies. I mean, God, um, uh, Godzilla Final Wars, Destroy All Monsters, Invasion of Astro Monster, so yeah. many, like, it's, it's a staple for sure. But show me the fucking aliens! <laughs> Don't show me the same fucking shot! It's the same fucking shot of the alien yeah. ship going in and out, and then just... Here's the kick. I'm going to spoil it for you right fucking now, people. 
this is how, oh, how are we going to get a cool combat sequence with fighting the aliens? Are we going to get anything? Like, oh, the aliens just went away. Literally, that's <laughs> what happens. The aliens just literally go away for no reason. Why even include them if you're not going to do anything with them? Like, just, Jesus fucking Christ. I understand that Godzilla versus Kong didn't have a good reason for them to fight, but you're going to tell me. You're going to put a situation here. Hey, we're going to put aliens in this movie, and they're going to be the reason why the two monsters fight, but they're not doing anything with them? Or why? It's a waste of my, oh, my hour and a half back. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should have had him the whole time. This is a mistake. We gotta, oh, we gotta do great. all these episodes over again with Ben. No, no, <laughs> reboot no, the show. No, you with me? No, no we're not. We're I not doing time. this, bitch. I'm um, in charge. No, <laughs> no. You, you make oh. a, a valid point. The issue is they don't like make clear any kind of plans. And then they, I guess, lose control of the monsters, so they just leave. Like, that was their only plan. They flew all the way there and, and like, seemingly dropped this goo to take over creatures. Two two creatures specifically. Only two. Yeah. Even though there was a pool of that ooze stuff. And then they lose control of them and just leave. Like, that, that was it. I don't understand how that worked. Yeah, these aliens um, have as many backup plans as the aliens from Signs, and they're about as intelligent, it seems. But at least there's no wooden doors to block their uh, progress this time. Alright, so continuing with the plot, Linda Science's father shows up out of the blue to help, which doesn't exactly thrill her at all. The alien spacecraft allow- touches down in Hawaii and is on course at DC towards both monsters. The good guys plan to use a signal-disrupting transmitter on the Washington Monument, and it completely frees Abraham, but fails to work on Godzilla. The military is hell-bent on destroying both monsters and blows up the transmitter in the process, because they are spiteful as fuck. And the military is never helpful in these movies. Nope, not, not helpful whatsoever. So they try to locate a prototype transmitter, because apparently that's a thing, and it loosen, uh, to loosen the alien's grip on Abraham while the giant lizard nonchalantly wanders Washington. They find and reconfigure the device in time for the lizard to eat Linda's doughy partner and have Abraham fight the monster. Eva I was sad. Up... Her her friend guy was like the best character in the movie. He had yeah, some like he... actually good funny lines. Like there was a let's see, what was the point? Um, they were like going to get that other device thing, and like everyone like her and her dad had like since hokey you know I want to be your dad again dialogue or whatever. And friend dude just like punches through the window of the car, and it's like, oh, they make it that they make that look so much easier in the movies. I wanted to strangle that guy because he's like, <laughs> she's like, turn right, turn right. He turns, no, what are you doing? Don't tell me how to drive. I'm like, why are you being stupid? Why? Yeah, that that part was dumb. It's like, but why? in general, he was great. Like earlier on, they had like a she was like talking about all the stuff she did to like triangulate their signals and figure out that the alien signals were the things that were like guiding their path or whatever and he just like looks at her and he's like that seems like a lot of work <laughs> i don't know i i related to the it's guy like, bitch you crazy <laughs> like logically he's the most i would say emotionally stable i think mm-hmm. like he's the most rational character in the movie and he barely gets screen time but when he does he's a light uh, he's a beacon of light in the in the darkness that is eight versus monster yeah it's and, like he knew the movie he was in yeah 
And again, that's something that we can appreciate when they know that what they're making is trash, but are just having fun with it. And right. he's the only one that does that. So, And then he gets killed for it. Yep. He paid the price. He knew what he was going into. It's not like he wore jeans to a military mission. <laughs> Justice for Jones. Jones Justice. Make that a hashtag. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just wanted to gush about how cool that guy was real quick. Okie dokie. Eva shows up in her helicopter and makes up with Linda before dive-bombing into the lizard. One awkward struggle later, Abraham Why? snaps the lizard's neck and kills it, Why? and the aliens fuck off afterward. Why? <laughs> what was the point? I don't understand that? why her Russian friend kamikaze herself. Like, they already established that, like, missiles and things like that had no effect. And she's like, I'll save the boom. Like, nothing. And, like, I thought they were setting up, like, a like a romance thing with her and Linda. Um, because, I mean, every other time they have two characters that close talk at each other throughout the whole movie. They usually end up, you know, together by the end. But also, um, she kept calling Linda Malaya, which I was really confused by because that's not her name. So I looked it up and it's, like, it's basically a Russian term of endearment. It kind of means, like, sweetie or cutie, like that kind of thing. So it definitely, I felt like some sexy vibes with them. And then they just kill her off in a kamikaze hit. Like, okay. Yeah, I think out of all the characters in the movie, uh, those two probably have the best chemistry. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, it's it's still not a whole lot to work with compared to uh, a whole bunch of the other mockbusters we've done so far. I, I kind of liked, like, the chemistry, like, character development stuff between... Uh, Linda and what, what was her name? Eva? Um, yeah, Eva. And then she was gone for like a good half of the movie and they paired Linda with her dad who's just the worst actor in the whole movie and it just became like exposition dump after like, you know, father-daughter hokey thing and like uh, my wife was doing a puzzle nearby while I was watching the movie and she wasn't really like looking at the screen or anything, but every now and then she'd just go... <laughs> That's so stupid. Ah, <laughs> uh, she is a gem. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Linda is reassured that Abraham is in a safe place where she's free to study him, and the film ends with the ape banging his chest in the mountains of New Mexico. So, and that's got ape versus a uh, monster. I almost said. And you don't even get a close. They they zoom in and it fade to black. Like you can't show. I can't show anymore. Can't show anymore. Fuck off. You're done. Get out of here. Get out yeah, of yeah, here. Yeah, that's. Ex- that's exactly when they ran out of budget. Yep. And like the funny like thing Like you is, have time for this much zoom. All right, black. <laughs> yeah, like the Wikipedia page doesn't even show uh, the budget for this movie. So I'm going to assume that it's non-existent at this point. I mean, they recycled a uh, CG ape from 2005. So I think we should probably talk about first that first night you bring it up. The effects. Uh Specifically on Abraham himself, he's probably the worst-looking thing in this movie. And as you put it before, he looks exactly like he did in King of the Lost World, which is not a term of endearment because he looked shitty in that movie as well. Yeah. There was slightly less motion blur, but that's about it. Yeah. And I wanted to throw up when I saw it. It was (laughs) horrifying. It was horrifying. It It was like... What was that? At one point I wrote that, uh, I said, oh no, Abraham's face was very unfortunately mutated. (laughs) Because like from when you first see him 
to when he supposedly grows like five more times his size, his face gets a major downgrade in quality. Yeah. He has like he beady pug eyes and ugh, it's gross. Yeah, it's really uncanny valley, that mm-hmm. face. And like you don't even really like get a fight or anything because they have no, you know, money for an actual fight. So like it's so much of this, you know, dialogue buildup when all you want to do is mm, let them fight. Yeah, right. Like, the movie is called Eight Versus Monster, but they only show, like, 30 seconds of fight. Yeah. And that's probably the most disappointing yeah, thing about that's, this. That's disrespectful to the term fight. That wasn't a fight. <laughs> it was not a fight. Yeah, it was more like, I'm getting you. Yeah, that was, like, happy, that was happy slaps. There was, I, I wrote down the entirety of the fight here as if it was from The Hobbit. One second. Oh, um, God. Yeah. All that buildup and their fight is just one punch to the stupid lizard head. And then Golgila chomps Abraham's neck. And then Abraham just snaps Gagila's neck. Like, do Gila monsters even have necks to snap? Probably? I'm not sure. I'm, I don't understand the physiology of lizards. I feel like that wouldn't kill it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, and in between there are Russian chick rams their plane into uh, one of them. Why? It doesn't matter. I thought she was, was going to pick up her friend. I'm like, okay, yeah. number one, fuck that, that, oh my god, that cheap ass, we're in, it's gotta be light, so they fucking obviously shot that scene and they, they did this scene in, in daylight, but then they just put the worst fucking filter mm-hmm. over, over to, co- to make it seem like it's at night. Um, and it's like, okay, I thought she was going to save her friend. Like, okay, fine, whatever, have the cheesy, whatever, friendship, yeah. No! No, she fucking dives bomb, because it looks like they, like, okay, they reconcile, or because she's got, they got mad at each other from stupid fucking shit, semantic bullshit. I'm like, no, I'm going to kill myself, therefore causing my, my friend even more pain, because that makes sense. Fuck you! God, why? <laughs> why did you, why did you do that? You fought this thing! You know yeah. it couldn't do anything! What were you going to accomplish? Did you just want to die that badly? Trust me, lady, if I was in this movie, I, I would probably want to die too. God fucking damn it, man. A lot of people randomly die in these movies, and I feel it's like it's because the actors just don't want to do it anymore. So they're like, all right, let's rework another scene to kill him. Yeah, and this is oh. the exact same way that another dude died in Atlantic Rim Resurrection. Yeah. Yep, they reuse scenes like Disney. Um, also, like, I I know that we were kind of on effects still, but that's really that's really it there. Um, but on the topic of the fight and everything, the ending felt jarring, like more than usual, because it's usually yeah. like there's a very you know kind of quick ending, like just you know five minutes from final fight to happy ending to credits. But this one almost felt like something wasn't right. Like, you see hokier than usual dialogue as, like, they're kind of, uh, the military is talking Hokey? to Linda. That shit was just stiff as hell. No, there well, yeah, was no it was. hokiness to it at all. Hokey implies fun. Hokiness implies there was some kind of, out, like, out, something outrageous to be enjoyed about. This is just like, well, I'm gonna say this in the most robotic way and cold as possible, and then we will execute oh. the plan. Outform Delta up my ass. Let's go. I thought I thought Hokey just meant dumb and bad. No, Hokey um, is Hokey's supposed to be oh, supposed to be fun. It's supposed it knows it's dumb. This movie is trying to take itself fucking seriously. It knows it okay. is. Why would you do it in that complexion and that voice, lady? Come on. 
You're yeah, not it also looked like they were reading off of iPads in front of them. Um, but no, okay, bad, dumb, stilted dialogue. And, like, about how, like, Abraham was going to be protected. And, like, Linda and her father were going to, like, run the new lad they were taking him to and all this stuff. And it, it just, it felt like that, like, that dream happy ending that happens, like, before, you know, you see what's really going on. And I was like, oh, they're going to do some, like, cool end twist where the aliens never actually left and they, like, abducted all these people and are, like, you know, putting a, like, a happy memory into their head while they probe them. And then it just went to credits. And I was like, what am I thinking? Like, they're not that clever. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I do see your point there. Uh, this This ending did feel really weird compared to the other Asylum movie endings that we've seen up to this point. I feel like the acting could have been way better, honestly, but, oh, yeah. you know, for a mockbuster, then, you know, you, you can't expect much. Especially when you have Eric Roberts, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the most notoriously bad actor in any of these movies, uh, taking the helm. As a lead credit, though, he doesn't appear nearly as much as any of the other characters in this movie. No, he's just the only name that people know. Yeah. Oh, actually, but, I kind of liked Linda. Like, she was a good lead. Yeah. Her and her she was awful fine. Russian accent. Like, no, that like, was Eva. Oh, okay, Eva was I terrible. Think... Okay. Dosvidania, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's like they were rushing for a secondary female lead, am I right? Mm. Do a movie. <laughs> it's just like. Like, and why have an entire. Why not tell. I don't understand. This is a minor thing. Why not fucking tell us what she's talking to her Russian counterpart for? That bothered me so much. I thought there were subtitles that were missing. No, it just says Russian speaking. I'm like, speaking Russian. I'm like, what is so fucking (laughs) secretive that you, like, are you too fucking lazy to actually train it? Or it's not actually Russian. It was like a two minute scene with nothing but Russian and they didn't show us anything. No. It's like, I can't speak Russian clowns. Maybe they have a popular demographic in Russia that eats these movies up and they're going to love it and they did it for that. We need to get Maybe. the Russian demographic. <sighs> wow. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is a conundrum. Uh, I think we talked about all our main points for now. Um, so I think it's time to go to the ratings board, gentlemen. Uh, we'll start with Ben. On the scale of one to five, how shardy is ape versus monster? Minus a hundred fucking shards. <laughs> <laughs> I, that implies it's good. Yeah. Minus 100? Minus 100 implies it's good. How? Yes. You do not know our rating scale? Jeez. I listened to one episode 12 weeks ago and I never did it because that even hurt my soul. Okay, fine. Wow. What should I give it? Because I... Wow. Just, like, it hurts. So one is a, is like a fairly competent movie and five is the, the shardiest thing ever. Okay. One million shards there. Oh, there you go. I You know how bad this movie was for me? I had to put on Godzilla vs. Kong immediately afterwards just to get a fucking palate cleanser and be like, this is that good shit. Don't ever watch these movies. I don't care if this one's middling. I'm, I, this is painful. This was, this is why I don't go out of my way to watch this garbage. I, I understand Godzilla himself doesn't have the biggest pedigree, right? At the end of the day, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a good monster brawl at the end of my movie. And it's going to be fun 99% of the time. 
get. You don't even get that here. They rob you of it because of their creepy looking Slenderman monkey and their wannabe <laughs> Godzilla knockoff. Fuck these people who made this and just and actually got money from it. I gave them money. God yeah, me too. Damn it. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. Ow! This is the only one we've spent money or I've spent money on. It's upsetting. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But I will say, I mean, for one, we're numb to this, so I feel like it, your reaction is way worse. Um, mm. And the fact that this is not even the worst one we've seen, like, that says a lot. Uh, but uh, I had something else in the middle of your rant, and I didn't want to interrupt, and now I forgot. It's probably not important. Let's move on. Justin, how shardy do you think this movie is? <sighs> this one's like, like, like a hard three. Um, because the the main problem I had with it was that, oh, this is what I was going to say earlier, that there's just not really that like, you know, fun, goofy scene in it. Like most of them, um, it's, it's a, it's a lot of dumb. It's a lot of, you know, bad CG and stuff, but there's like that one redeeming like a moment with the monster or something like that. Um, obviously we are, we keep going back to the, uh, the shark. Wow, I already forgot the shark thing. Mega shark thing with, you know, when it, like, grabs the airplane. Like, that's a classic. Um, But this one didn't really... I feel like the one time they were trying to do it... Well, I guess two times. Were when um, Godzilla attacked the train. Which just felt very sudden and out of nowhere. And, like, not in a satisfying way. And then when... um, When Abraham tore up, like, all the, the troopers... Um, which could have been good. Like there was kind of a similar moment in Bigfoot. Um, but this one, like you didn't see any of it. They were pulled off screen or like the monkey covered the entire screen while he, you know, pulled people apart. He just turns to the giant hands from SpongeBob. Yeah. Just pulling them off screen. So it was all like implied and it wasn't like shot in a, like a fun or wacky way or anything like that. So that's why like, I liked that, that one friend guy, because he actually brought some levity to the movie. And, like, pretty much all the other humans were terrible, even though they actually had some, like, decent time spent on character development and stuff. God's, like, Godzilla vs. Kong didn't exactly have compelling human stuff either, so, you know, yeah. you don't expect a lot, but they at, they tried, at least, even if it went nowhere. Um true but an f minus is still a filling grade right exactly and it's just it's a lot of the little things like the fact that they said abraham kept growing but then they show him like in this like science lab that has ceilings that can't be any more than like 10 feet tall and he's like standing up like you know as tall as he can get so he's gotta be like eight feet at that point and supposedly he's like grown five times as larger as he was when they found him in the desert. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of thing, like those little things. Yeah. Size discrepancy is definitely a, a main thing going on in these movies. I'm, I noticed. Right. And then there's like the, the military guys, which the military is always terrible in these movies, but there was one that was like actively like offensive in the way he kept saying, Oh, well, you you female doctors have emotions and you can't be asked to to uh to lead this mission seriously and like just those 
those subtle digs that like it didn't feel like they were playing for satire it felt like that's just how they wrote the character yeah and like as soon as that line popped up i was like man fuck this guy right and like yeah you're i feel like you're supposed to hate him but like he doesn't die or anything yeah he gets no comeuppance so it's unsatisfying so it just kind of feels like he's a lead character squished not him Aren't they this? See, all these fucking white people in this movie look fucking alike, anyways. <laughs> One of those commanders gets fucking squished. I thought it was that guy. I'm like, that's what you give the fucking deserve, prick. I don't think so. I don't know. I was kind of checked out been. by the end. Yeah. Like, I've really uh, lost the plot around the time when, like, they supposedly lost control of Abraham because I guess, like, they got control of him but then shot at him. So he got mad and, like, let the aliens in. And I just, I was like, whatever. I don't care. Just. Like, they lose control of the plot as soon as they lose control of the monster. How right. fitting. So yeah, uh, going on to my rating, I'm going to give this a solid four. Uh, my main problem with this movie is that uh, it's the same as yours, Justin. Like, there's not enough goofy hammy moments that they're like, lol, it's just so bad, it's funny. No, there's nothing like that here. Uh, all the characters are flat. Uh, the... The plot is boring. The entire movie kind of dragged its feet, I feel. And uh, the effects are shitty, though I'm pretty sure that's the main standard for any Asylum movie. Uh, But it just feels a bit worse than usual. Uh, Like, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like there are definitely worse movies, but... Yeah, this is definitely a bad one. See, I would guess this movie was made during the pandemic. Because they have a pretty quick turnaround on all of these things. So if it wasn't made, like, during 2020, it must have been shelved for a while to come out, you know, April 2021. Um, So it's possible some of that has to do with, like, some of the weirder moments. Like, you know, having conversations with one Russian guy over Zoom the entire movie. And, like, the bare-bones conference room and some of that stuff. It's possible. That's still no excuse. (laughs) Systematic pandemic or not, uh... It's it's still no excuse to make a shitty movie, or at least try to uh, not make a not good movie, if that makes sense. No. I don't know what I'm saying. No, it doesn't. Just like this movie. Try to right. not make a not good movie not good. Not. No. You no. did it. <laughs> not. <laughs> Alright, uh, I think we'll stop it here before we hurt our brains anymore. That's going to be it for 8 vs. Monster, ladies and gentlemen, as well as Atomic Shark for the foreseeable future. I imagine after subjecting Ben to the horrors of the asylum, he'll want the show cancelled faster than you can say, created by Joss Whedon. <laughs> so for those that enjoyed our bullshitting on bullshit movies, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ben, for letting us do this terrible experiment for the site. Never thank again. you, Mo, a.k.a. Nero the Hero, for making the slick opening crawl for all our videos. And last but not least, thank you, Justin, for embarking on this incredibly odd but very fun journey the <laughs> past couple months. I I hesitate to say I'm glad I came up with the idea, but I'm glad you came along with it, came along on it with me. There we go. Yeah. Totally totally not an SFW at all. So yeah, uh, from all of us at Chartshot.com, uh, thank you all for listening. 
But we're gonna go ahead and plug our stuff now. Ben, where can the fine people find you? This is so fucking weird. <laughs> Twitter.com Twitter, Twitter slash Marvelous and you'll never see this shit on my timeline after I post <laughs> this episode. Fuck it you, auto-posts the as- to your timeline, fuck, actually. Fuck you, the asylum. Fuck you so hard. Fuck you, Eric Roberts, for doing this. That's appropriate. I hate you both now. Apparently he's won, like, an Oscar or something. Like, what? Wow. He was in the Dark Knight! Damn it! I mean, yeah, he was good in it. Just go! Please, just go. Justin? (laughs) You can find me if you look for ZeroScore on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff. Uh, I will share the crap out of this twice as hard just to spite Ben <laughs> so that it becomes the main thing he's known for. All right. That is a great note to uh, leave out on my dude. And you can follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's that tie. Check the pinned tweet to, to direct you to my YouTube channel where I do tire shoes reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your amusement. Also check out charshot.com for all your video game and movie watching needs. Uh, we have lots of great content, uh, including Atomic Shot, which is the better alternative to this show, honestly. Please go uh, watch where... this into those, please. Yes. Please. Absolutely. So yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, you will never see the show again on your feeds. Thank fucking God. You might. So until then, don't stay shardy. Peace out, guys. <laughs>